Hello and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Lantman, but most people just call me Landy. It's very kind of you to uh, listen to another one of our podcasts, and we are very happy to have you with us. We hope that you are doing well, and if you are in the southern hemisphere, we hope you're enjoying your summer, and in the northern hemisphere, we hope you are enjoying your winter. All right, we're going to actually talk about the weather a little bit more later. Well. Taiwan weather, not the world weather. But first, I want to talk to you about something that's kind of related to uh, December, because in December is Christmas. Now, what happened here in Taiwan, in a, a city, actually a, close by Taipei, not in Taipei, but in New Taipei, which is just kind of the same city. There, the city government organized a kind of a Christmas weekend, like a Christmas land weekend for the citizens to come to. And they could then come there and enjoy some activities and this and that. So it was a very festive weekend. And then on the Sunday, the last day of this festival, the police people who were there on duty, they wore little Christmas hats, you know, like the elves wear or that Santa Claus wear, those kind of red hats with a, with a tassel hanging to the side. Anyway, so many people liked it and people who went to this festival they they posed they wanted to take their pictures with these policemen because it's kind of nice they're wearing their police uniform but this little red and white hat right then you won't believe this but a few days later some people online started to complain about this they say what are these police people doing there these police officers wearing this stupid christmas hats are our police now a joke are they now the laughing stock of the world walking around with, with Christmas hats? And I thought, this is a little bit nasty. And oh, and then another thing they said is they said, what would happen if these policemen or these police officers suddenly had to go into a very serious situation like they have to storm a house or they have to rescue some people who have been kidnapped, some hostages? They, they say those things would absolutely did not make sense. And I'm so happy that the mayor of New Taipei City then came out and said, well, you know, these policemen, we, we asked them to wear these hats just on the last evening. These guys are actually just there to regulate the traffic, you know. They're kind of more like traffic policemen. They are not going to um, fight for any hostages while they are there. That's not their job. Their job was just to make sure that everybody's safe. Everybody can cross the road safely. They will stop the traffic. But really, can you believe that, that some people will be so nasty when, when there's a nice gesture being made or something nice for the citizens or the inhabitants of a city, they would come out and they will find fault with just about everything. And that's unfortunately the problem we have nowadays with uh, people discussing things online, right? One guy can start a conversation and then everybody joins and, and they especially like it when they start a conversation with people who have the same thoughts as they do. So then I really kind of insulted these police officers just for wearing the, these cute hats. I thought that hmm, maybe we should be a little bit more tolerant, you know, and kind of appreciate what, what people try to organize for us. I remember another time many, many years ago where uh, there was um, a fireworks. It was a, a huge firework display in Taipei City. It was next to the riverside. And I remember I went there with a, a few of my students and it was a very impressive fireworks show. And um, the problem was it was a little bit, on the day it was a little bit cloudy, but it didn't matter too much. We could still see everything. 
But right at the end, when they shot skyward, the most amazing fireworks, the smoke from all the previous fireworks kind of obscured the view a little bit. And my goodness, you should have seen the people in those days. It was so long ago, it, uh, there was no internet yet. So, <laughs> so people didn't discuss it on, online. But in the newspapers, people criticized the, the city government relentlessly for how could they waste so much money and the people couldn't even see the fireworks, which was absolute nonsense because I was there and I saw there's only the last three or four ones that were slightly obscured. And I was so angry that I wrote a letter to the newspaper, to the newspaper who criticized the city government, which is supposed to be the newspaper who actually supports the government. They said, man, you guys are very ungrateful. I mean, there was nothing wrong with that fireworks show. Why don't, why don't you feel grateful for a change that, that people trying to, uh, to do something for the people? Anyway, that's what I thought. I got the same feeling again when I saw this, these people complaining about the police officers. So maybe in the spirit of Christmas, be a little nicer, be tolerant, forgive each other for little mistakes. That's the, basically the message that I took out of that. All right, let's move on. Now, since Taiwan has now opened up completely again for travelers and people can come into Taiwan without quarantine and so on and so forth, so people are starting to come back, then five developed countries, which included, I believe it was Canada was in there and Japan and the United Kingdom, England, all of them did the same thing. And what they did is they warned their citizens who want to come to Taiwan for a holiday they warned them about the dangers of Taiwan traffic. Now, many, many years ago, <laughs> I should say many months ago, we talked a little bit about uh, traffic in Taiwan. And we, we told you about some things that are a little bit strange and sometimes a little dangerous and things that we are not used to. But what these governments did, they basically warned their citizens to be careful of a few things. And these are also things that we mentioned before in this podcast. For example, that cars don't wait for pedestrians at a zebra crossing or a pedestrian crossing. You basically have to be very careful. You have to look. You cannot just walk like, for example, I remember when I lived in London, you don't even walk. I mean, you don't even look. There's a pedestrian crossing. You walk straight across. You just know the cars are going to stop. It's not like that here. Here, you, you better look out of the corner of your eye if they're going to stop. Another thing they said is that they must be careful because they actually also discourage their citizens from driving, from renting a car and driving in Taiwan. Because they said, if you drive down the road, the buses and the taxis will just swerve right across from the fast lane into the, to the curb to pick up passengers if they see passengers there. And they will, without regard to people behind them. Of course, not all of them, but it does happen. Another thing they said is that scooters ride on the sidewalk. They park on the sidewalk, but by law, they're supposed to dismount and push their scooter and then park it, but they don't. They actually ride on the sidewalk and sometimes even honk at you if you, <laughs> if you are walking in their way where you are supposed to be as a pedestrian. They said that. Let me see. What else did they say? They yeah, asked the, uh, the scooters. Oh, yeah. And then another thing is that scooters uh, just come out of alleyways, joining the main road without even looking if any cars are coming. And if you hit the scooter, often it's your fault. So those were the things they warned their, um, their citizens about when they come. They say, also, when you want to cross the road, don't even get off the curb. Stay on the sidewalk because just in case there's an accident, you are not involved. You are not like a collateral damage. Now, just kind of to prove that point, 
Over the last few weeks, we've had a kind, a few very interesting traffic collisions. In some cities now, they are building what they call a light railway, which is a like a, a metro, but is running outside and it's running at street level. So it's almost like a tram sometimes because sometimes this train also, like the cars next to it, it has to stop at the traffic light. So, and I suppose some people are not used to that, but in the city in the center of Taiwan, some people were fined because they strayed onto the tracks. I don't know how that happened. Then in the southern city, within uh, two weeks, two people actually collided with this light railway train and the, the train was delayed for hours and hours while they had to clear the track and so on. So just kind of to prove the point that the driving is not really right up there with the best. And then on a personal level, Last night, I was really struggling to get to my class where I teach at a company far away from here. I'm still walking with my crutches and uh, it's not really that easy to take public transportation. But I struggle along, I take the bus, I get off the bus, I fall, almost fall over. And then usually when I come back, kind of to treat myself, it's already late at night, I take an Uber to come home. But last night was raining and bitterly cold. We'll get to that later, as I told you about the cold. And as you know, or I don't know if any of you use Uber from time to time, but if it's busy or raining, the price of Uber goes up. And the price last night was just sky high. So I just couldn't afford to take an Uber. You know, it was like, uh, it's like basically half the money I earned teaching last night. So finally, I struggled back in the, in the cold and rain, back to the bus stop, got on the bus, changed to another bus, got rained on again. As you can imagine, when you walk with crutches, you cannot hold an umbrella. There's no extra hand to hold the umbrella, so you just get rained on. So finally, I, I'm now very upset. I'm almost home. I'm walking along the sidewalk, just one more street to cross, thank goodness. And here, just to prove the point, comes a motorcycle towards me. And right at the point when he's meeting me, the sidewalk is a little narrower because there's a tree. This motorcycle will not stop and let an old guy with crutches by. No, he honks at me. He honks at me and I almost nailed him with a crutch. If I could balance on one foot, I would have nailed him with a crutch right across the helmet. But anyway, I just kept going and I forced him because if he continues, he's going to run over me, right? So I forced him back and he had to reverse, reverse, reverse until the sidewalk became wider again. So I won that round. Then now I'm crossing the street finally. I can now see my house. And uh, now I cross the road and the light is green, but the cars still turn, right? Because they can turn around the corner. And now I have to time it. Like I tell you, you have to time your walk. Which one is going to stop for you? Because they don't stop when you're far away. They wait until the last possible moment. So finally, instead of running me over, this one little white van finally stops. But in front of me and behind me, scooters still zip past me. You know, they don't stop. Then to show you again some intolerance, the guy behind the little van now honks at the van very, very loudly and consistently. How dare the van stop for me? So I couldn't hit him with a crutch. So I just kept on walking. But it looks like maybe as far as uh, driving goes, there's still a little bit of education to be done. But of course, there are also many good and polite drivers. I mean, the, now, like I told you, I take the buses sometimes with these crutches. There's always somebody who, who tries to help me. Even people who are much older than me will get up and give their seat to me so I don't have to stand in the bus. So there are still nice people around. Okay, before we go, like I said, people in the Northern Hemisphere, it's winter now. 
And also before we talked about Taiwan's climate and told you a little bit about it, for, especially for those who has never been here. And I can say now that winter has arrived because the temperature has dropped very close to 15 degrees. Now, people in Canada and our thousands and thousands of listeners in Norway and Sweden, <laughs> they will laugh at us if we say 15 is cold, but in Taiwan it's cold, especially in Taipei because it's so humid and so everything feels wet. So it's really winter now. And if you walk outside now, all you see are people dressed like Eskimos because the deep, deep winter is here. Even I have to now admit that tonight when I go out or tomorrow, rather tomorrow when I go out, I will have to put on a jacket because it's just too chilly now. And the, and the reason why I told you this is that I just saw in the news that this weekend there might be some snow on the highest mountains of Taiwan. So that's very exciting for us here. All right. That's the few things I wanted to share with you today. Stay warm. If you are in South Africa, or Australia or New Zealand, in the warm areas or South America, stay cool. We'll talk to you again soon. That's the end of this episode. Goodbye.